Welcome to Hashtag The Chit Show. I'm Ashley Chitty. Being a military spouse is not easy. Come along with me as I navigate this crazy life. The good, the bad, the deployments, and everything that's in between. How can we support our mental health while supporting our spouses? It's a wild ride. You're not alone. That is what I'm here for. So before we, I, I would love to hear if, if you don't mind uh, really quickly, uh, like a background of, and how you got started in this and how yeah. you became such an advocate for, um, uh, 504 IEP, uh, students with disability, how you became a teacher, like all the things we, I would love to know a little bit about you and like your background and how you became and how you got started. So I, teaching is in my family and, um, supporting a service profession in this way is in my family. My dad's a social worker. Um, and my, my aunt is a teacher of uh, students with disabilities. She was a preschool teacher for, um, an inclusion and like step up class mm-hmm. for 30 years in New Hampshire. And so, you know, I grew up kind of around this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to college, I started volunteering at a, um, a clinic at Bridgewater State University called the Children's Physical Developmental Clinic. It's really cool. It's the only one of its kind in the entire country for undergraduates um, where children get to come to this clinic on Saturdays and be paired with a a college buddy. Oh, cool. And you go in the pool and you swim and you play games, but but it's all designed to get them moving and to help support their physical development and their social skills. Oh my gosh. It was just the best thing. I'm sure. I just fell in love with teaching. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. And so after college, I graduated. I met my husband at college. He commissioned right after graduate, right after his graduation. Mm-hmm. I graduated a year later, and he was already in the Marine Corps. Um, and so he, we moved to California. He deployed, and I was kind of at loose ends. It was like the 09-10 period where no one was hiring teachers because the pay was good. There was a lot of, uh, there was low teacher turnover. So you basically had to make a deal with the devil in order to get a teaching job, especially in California. So I looked around and I saw that, oh my gosh, wasn't it the worst? It was, I freaked and, out. I was literally, the only, yes. the only thing I could ever get in California was a part-time job the whole yeah. time I was there. Wow. Was I could never score a full-time job. Wow. Yeah. And so a yeah. lot of my mom friends, I didn't have kids. I was just a, a dog mom at the time. They were like, man, I I would kill for a good tutor, but all the tutors are are booked up, or they want to charge me like eighty dollars an hour in Southern California. So I was like, well, heck, I have an education degree. I'll tutor your kid, yeah. and I'll charge I'll charge pennies because I know we're all military families, and really, this is just like uh, what am uh, I can't get a regular job, so I might as well make a little something, yeah. Um, and I'd love to work with your kids. It's just a couple hours a day. And so eventually I had a completely full roster and a wait list. Wow. Um, when we moved from California, I jumped back into the classroom. I taught in public school um, for a couple of years in a gen ed setting. Uh, we moved again, <laughs> but only for a year this time. And so then <laughs> I started my... Of course, <laughs> of course, of course, back to California. Um, and so I was like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bother trying to get into the school system this year. I'm going to pivot as we all love to do. And I um, pivoted my tutoring website, my WordPress free tutoring website, and I turned it into an education blog. 
Um, I, from there, I started freelancing and moved to Okinawa, Japan. Um, I jumped back in the classroom at a, Dodds, at a Dodea school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I left when I had my second child. Um, it, if you've ever been to Okinawa, you know the island is small, the commute is long. And so juggling a newborn, a preschooler, a 45-minute each-way commute, mm. and a husband who is not around um, to, in a, in a, I mean, he was there, obviously, and he's an amazing dad, um, and he's 100% behind me all the time. But if I'm stuck at school because of a meeting, and I'm not going to leave school until 6, and the daycare closes at 6, yeah. I need to have a backup plan mm-hmm. ready to go. And he was making the same commute that I was. Um, you don't get to pick your housing in Okinawa. Mm. So they, so you could be working at the southern end of the island, but be housed in the middle of the island. Okay. Mm. Yeah. You and can't live off base. Oh, you can. And you oh. don't get to pick that either. Oh. You, get, you, you just get told. Oh. So when you show up to Okinawa, fun fact, when you show up to Okinawa, you do this brief, welcome aboard, everything's going to kill you brief. Right. Um, we we had the same one in Naples. Naples. Yeah, we were in Naples. So. Yep. <laughs> Don't touch the snails, friends. They could kill you. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Drink oh, Don't drink the water. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat it. There are 17 places that you should never go. It's a red yeah. zone. Yeah, Don't ours do was it. literally outside um, the gate, but okay. I mean, we were like all okay, stepping out. Right. <laughs> Don't breathe while you're here, too, while you're at it. I mean, <laughs> Right? But there's a list. And it's a scary list. Yeah. And so right after that, um, you get a call to make a housing appointment and you go into housing and they basically say, okay, looking at your family and what your needs are, um, we can either offer you these two houses on base and by offer two houses, it could literally be two apartments side by side of each other Oh, in the same building. It's just units. What two units do you have available? We got a townhouse. Wow. Uh, we were offered an apartment okay. for the townhouse. And so we just went with the townhouse because it had a yard and we have um, a dog and children. Uh, and we don't, uh, I was very terrified that my child would leave my apartment and go to the elevator and suddenly be like out in the wide world of Okinawa, <laughs> Japan. <laughs> um, it would have been fine. A, a, a lovely stranger would have given her a hard candy and just like loved her forever. Right. But uh, at the same time, like... Uh, I'd like her to stay in my house. Sure. Yeah. Um, so we went into townhouse. So anyway, so we go to this housing group. You don't get a choice. You just get told either you have these two choices on base or you have X amount of days to find a house out in town. Oh. To find a house out in town, you have to go through one of like several green lit housing agencies and they just, and you can only see a certain number of houses before you accept. It, it's like a complicated, you don't have a choice, basically. Interesting. They're like, here's five houses out in town. Pick one. Oh. And you just pick the one that best meets your jet lag needs. Right. I mean, time. listen, in Naples, there could be black mold on the walls, and that's good Same. to go. Good to go. <laughs> yeah. I would know. Listen, I had black mold. If anybody, I mean, y'all know, when it got yeah. cold, those houses don't have insulation. No. There was literal black mold in our bathroom. And my landlady's um, suggestion is just open the window and get pneumonia. Yeah. While I'm bathing? <laughs> Meanwhile, they won't even go outside without a scarf. That, that's a podcast for a different day. <laughs> that is a podcast oh for a different day. Housing struggles yes. overseas, for yes. sure. Yeah, so I, after I left, I, uh, I, after I left teaching, I started my advocacy. Um, it started with just a friend had a question. Yeah. You know, wow. I have a kid. I was starting to see all this chatter about um, kids with allergies mm. in Okinawa. 
and the schools weren't so allergies technically is a disability because it impacts the way that you consume food mm-hmm. which is a major life function sure so that's the definition of 504 it's a it's a diagnosis or disability or pattern that impacts one or more major life functions i can't eat milk and any exposure to milk could kill me mm. it really impacts wow. my life yes so that really that hurt my heart that you know these parents were having struggles um and you know kids were inadvertently thank God nothing terrible happened, but like kids were inadvertently being exposed to their allergens through like class snacks or, right. you know, a well-meaning teacher passes out a prize or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, parents were very up in arms about it. And so I, I just raised my hand and was like, for X amount of dollars, I'll help you write your 504 request letter. Oh. And from there, it just kind of snowballed. Yeah. Of, you know, word got around. Um, so at, at the beginning, I was just, you know, doing a lot of podcasts and just kind of dabbling in a little bit of everything. Um, and then when we moved back to the States, uh, Northern Virginia is kind of a hotbed for everything. Yeah. Um, what with, you know, DC right here and the Pentagon and Quantico, sure. and yeah. and Fort Meade. So everyone is kind of right here. Um, so I don't need to advertise anymore. In fact, I don't advertise. That's uh, amazing. If people yeah. find me, it's because someone referred me to them. Yeah. Um, that's, that's and amazing. I, I kind of prefer it that way. Sure. I, I prefer it that way. I feel like well, it's, it's just word of mouth. It's like, yeah, hey, have you say, heard about this cool lady? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I love that. I feel like word of mouth is the best way to get it out there, I think, yeah. you know, and especially in the military community. And we're very, I feel like it's like this big circle of trust. So if it's somebody who have used you in the community, it's like, you know, your ears go up and you're like, okay, who? Because they get it first of all, and then they understand it because we're moving, we're having to like start over all the time. And you feel like, I think that's what I'm most nervous about moving is like this 504 process. I mean, there's another reason so, why I'm nervous, but yeah. this no, is no, one of them. No, you're, you're right to be nervous. <clears throat> yeah. um, so even though it's a federal document, um, every, which drives me nuts, every school interprets it differently. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own little form for it, and there really should just be a national system where all IEPs have the same deadlines and the same timelines, and everything is fully funded all of the time because special ed is not fully funded. Mm. Um, And technically, 504s are part of general education and not special education, Mm -hmm. which is a whole other podcast. Um, So basically, when you move, and this is where a slow can help you in a... Um, in a kind of like a surface level way, they can provide that warm handoff for you of, hey, this family is incoming. I'm going to give you the contact info for the disability coordinator or the social worker at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, here are all the forms you need to register. That's what the slow is really good for. Okay. Um, so and those that don't know what the slow is, it's the school yeah. liaison officer. Right. And, yeah. I was just going to say that. So the slow, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the slow's whole job, in my estimation, is to really just provide that bridge in a general way for the military right. population to the school. Right. And ultimately, they're under the base commander's discretion, and so they can kind of tweak the job to what is needed. Okay. Um, and then at a, at a joint base, you might have different slows for different branches. Like in Oki, there's a Marine Corps slow, a Navy slow, an Air Force slow. And I think the Air Force is shared with the Army. But there's different ones. So definitely utilize um, a school liaison utilize, if you have the uh, ability to have Everywhere one. should have it. Yeah. Every base should have okay. one. Um, however, what the SLO cannot do is they cannot go to meetings for you. Mm. 
they can alert the school to an issue or a concern of, hey, just a reminder, this family has a 504 plan. Gotcha. But they're not going to be their continual advocate on a one-to-one basis. Okay. For that, EFNP does have advocates, um, the Exceptional Family Members Program. They do have advocates that are available to you. However, they are oftentimes more on the medical side Mm -hmm. than on the education side because these are two very different things right there's a medical diagnosis right you have a medical diagnosis of adhd but what you get at school depends on your that diagnosis how it presents educationally right so i can see like i've had yeah so i've had kids with autism who have a 504 plan because they can do the grade level work they can interact socially. They just need a little bit of extra time and they need some really like a real structured routine. Right. On the other hand, I've, I've had kids with autism who have like a really complicated IEP with like all of these pullouts and push-ins and specialists and therapies. And it's, it's a lot. Sure. Two different kids, same diagnosis, same medical diagnosis, two different presentations, right. two different plan types. Okay. And that's complicated. Yeah. And, and um, overwhelming. And, yeah. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's so overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and so I know that there's, there's new uh, languaging in the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, mm-hmm. um, that in the last couple of years has beefed up the special education legal program uh, for military lawyers. So there should be at least one military lawyer per branch. There's four for the Marine Corps right now. I think there's at least four for the Navy. There's a couple, there's like, then they're scattered around. And would you find that um, in the JAG office or would you find... You would find that in the JAG okay. office. Not every not every office and not every JAG mm-hmm. officer is trained in special education and not every branch has the authority or the purview to take your case to court. Gotcha. But, but should every JAG officer at least know how to point you in the right direction? They should, but they might not okay. because it is a relatively new program. Okay. <clears throat> um, Partners in Promise, um, headquartered by uh, headed by Michelle Norman and Jennifer Barnhill. They're in Norfolk right now. Yeah. Um, they're a really great nonprofit. Partners that, in Promise um, helps Partners in Promise. They've done a lot of advocacy work, and it's in thanks to them in part or in whole that um, the NDA even in- includes this uh, legal language for JAG. Um, the other one is the exceptional uh, exceptional Can families we- of the military. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin Carrick has also done so much for the disability community in the, mil- in the military great. community. Yeah, they're amazing. Um, but they are both a really strong legislative advocates and ad- advocacy programs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say caveat with the legal is that they can act. A lot of times they can take it to court. Marine Corps I think can take it to court. Navy I think can take it to court. Um. You don't want to level up to a lawyer, though, because if you roll up day one right. of your 504 <laughs> journey Comes and, you've got, <laughs> and you've got Lieutenant <laughs> Colonel Smith behind you, like, yeah. hello, yes. Yes. I'm here to legislate. Right. Like, they're also going to bring their attorney. Yeah. And then it becomes and then it becomes like a gun yes. blazing battle. Right. And it doesn't need to be. Sure. And so that's kind of where advocacy bridges the gap. I like of, that especially my brand of advocacy where I I like to come in. I like to make friends with everybody. Um, I I never point fingers unless there are fingers to be pointed, but that usually comes later. Um, 
I try to use really positive, proactive approaches of, you know, I see that you are right. experiencing some tra- challenges in the classroom. How can I help you? Do you need like a communication log? Can I make one for you? Yeah. Do you need a seating chart? Like how can, what, what can I make for you on my, on my Canva account? Yeah. Well, it's all like you're coming uh, in and, like and high and school musical. I mean, we're all in this together. Yeah. Why can't we just... Yeah. I'll be with this too. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, right? We're all in this together. And if I can take something off of an overworked teacher's plate because I can whip up a PDF. Like, I was literally in a meeting today and I had, um, I feel like I have a backlog of like IEP goals in my brain. Um, and uh, like I was, the, the teacher was going over the data and like, as she's talking, I'm typing up IEP goals. We get to the IEP goal yep. part. And I'm literally copying and pasting goals in there. She goes, where are you getting these from? And I'm like, my document that I have with IEP goals yeah. formulated exactly how I like them. She's <laughs> like, this I is like amazing. It. I'm like, yes. And I want it to be easy for, for you. you. Yeah. I want to make this, I want to make this simple. I don't want you to be up until nine o'clock tonight. I want you to leave the building at three 30 and go have a glass of wine. Yeah. Enjoy some fried chicken or like some Asian. I don't care. Enjoy your comfort food. (laughs) Seriously, I mean, this is such a great thing that you do. Yeah, man. I mean, I think there should be. So, I think there should be one of you like in every school. Every school. I mean, you're a wealth of information, (laughs) and I think these families are just so lucky to have you. Yeah. Um, One hundred percent. I'd, I would run off with this business and start poaching people from it. There's so many people that want to do this. And that is, that's amazing. I yeah. really, really appreciate all that you've done. It's been so informative, Meg. Like I really, my mind is blown. I, I'm going to process all this. So will probably get an email from me. But like, <laughs> I definitely feel like, I mean, this community really needs such a huge advocate of someone like you, our kiddos, and just all that you're doing. I think it's great work. So I applaud you for this. This is so great. I'm so glad we connected. Like I know this yes, has been lovely. This has been lovely, and I, I, as much as I don't want to go, but I feel like we. Have it's, to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's been an hour. It has. It, oh, has. <laughs> it has been. But I am just so blessed that we stumbled upon. Will you come back on? I know I'm going to gather. Oh, okay, all the time. I will. Ga- I because I feel like we we definitely. I wrote down. What did I write down? All the things. I, all I the did, things. So I have a lot of resources. I, I don't know. Too. It's just me that's going to know what's all right here. But like I. <laughs> done something i was like come back for that like i was like yeah so yeah so i have a whole iep um pcs iep system um that i explain i do it uh it's on a rolling basis it's just like a free program that i run there's a facebook group for it that i'm wonderful uh i i should be more involved but i'm not um because i teach and i have children and i run a business life um it's like and i'm sorry um but it does give you access to all the resources that you need that's amazing iep binder organizer for kids with disabilities and without disabilities and it's you can pick and choose i have a book that gives you literal scripts of what to say in a meeting yeah and and it gives so and emails you can write how to do certain things communication logs for parents and then I flip it and so like if you're having um if you go in because your kid got in trouble and you're trying to figure it out I'll also give you ideas about what the other what the teacher or the admin might say or suggest and then your options as mom and dad to come back and agree or disagree I love that oh well we definitely want to share that with our with our listeners for sure 
Thanks for listening today. If you loved today's episode, share it on social media and tag another military spouse. You can find me on Instagram at AshleyChitty1. More importantly, don't forget to hit that fancy subscribe button because you don't want to miss out on hashtag chit show. 